Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. This week, my friend Tina Olson and I are talking about social media and FOMO and healing. And we're welcoming you into this conversation and into this healing. And if you want to hear more, from Tina and me, check out our brand new YouTube channel. It's called Inspiration Station with Kelsey and Tina. You can get to it from either one of our websites. My website is kelseyabbott.com. Hers is tinamarieolson.com. And as always, if you want to work with both of us, you can get that on both of our websites too, to get a combination human design reading and theta healing. And I'm recording this intro during a cracker of a thunderstorm. So if you guys just heard that, that was thunder and we all seem to be okay. As always, I love you. Go forth and be awesome. Thank you for doing this with me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited because this topic came to me and I was, well, I ran it by you. I was like, I think this is a solo episode and you confirmed that. And then a few days went by. And I was like, I don't think this is a solo episode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about social media. Mm-hmm. And um, my, well, right now I'm thinking of it as my retirement from social media. Mm-hmm. I've been off social media since May. And by social media here, I'm talking about Facebook and Instagram. I don't even really know what else is <laughs> included in social media but we're just talking about Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm not on Twitter or LinkedIn. Anyway, um, (laughs) out of my zone of genius. Yeah. So a lot of people are confused by my being off social media and don't understand what that means. And are like, I hope you enjoyed your vacation from social media. And, um, it's not a vacation. It's been three months now. I still use Facebook messenger but I have not logged in to Instagram or Facebook since May and I don't miss it at all. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's where we're I starting right now. Feel like there's such like this glowing sun energy from your heart. When you say that it feels so freeing, mm-hmm. super expansive. It does feel super expensive and it didn't, It's not like social media was, I don't think social media is a bad thing. And it's not like I was aware that it was making me feel contracted in any way. Right. And it's not like you had an addiction to it or it was something that was taking up a disproportionate amount of your time or it it was, it's not, this expansiveness doesn't feel in response to, it feels like it just is. Yeah. It, well, it feels like it's like coming into alignment mm-hmm. when I think I've mentioned this in past episodes that alignment I have found, I don't know that I was out of alignment until I get into alignment. Mm. And then I'm like, Oh, I just filled that energy leak because that to me is the same as coming into alignment. It's filling an energy leak. I just filled that energy leak and I didn't even know it was leak. And now that that leak is plugged up, I feel so much better. And I wasn't feeling bad before. I was feeling mm-hmm. fantastic. And now I feel amazingly fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into kind of, first of all, the obvious question, which is like, how do you feel about other people being on social media? For the most part, I just really don't care. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in judging people. And the, the primary reason I want to share this episode is just to um, give people permission. Hey, if you want mm-hmm. to get off, it's okay mm-hmm. to get off. I hear a lot of limiting beliefs around why people feel like they have to be on social media. And I just want to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm over here on the other side. And this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So if you want to join me, cool come on Mm -hmm. over. If not, keep doing your thing. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify what the other side is like. 
So knowing that we were going to record this, I started thinking back to like, when did I first sign up for social media and why did I do it? And it's been so long that I don't know that I could answer those questions clearly, but do you remember for you? I remember um, Pete was on Facebook first and he was talking about how he was he was like laughing one day as my computer. I'm like, what? And he's like, Oh, this girl from the ski team. And I was like, what? I was like, what, how are you in touch with like a girl from your college ski team? And then he explained it was on Facebook. And I was like, that's so sketchy. (laughs) And I think it was a year later I was on Facebook and on it so much more than he was. And do you remember why you joined? No. Okay. And where were you, do you remember approximately what year this would have been? 2006. I know it was 2006 when I told Pete he was sketchy. (laughs) Um, So it was probably 2007 that I joined. By the way, I just have to tell you, I had the same exact conversation with the person who was my husband at the time about his presence on MySpace. That I thought it was extremely sketchy <laughs> that he was on this thing and that I knew nothing about it. And like, um, yeah, anyway, I just, things are funny. Um, part of what I was, part of why I was asking that is I was kind of trying to create, I mean, you know, time, it makes no sense anymore if it ever even did in the first place. But I was thinking back to, you went through iPet coaching in 2013? 20? Yeah, 2013. And so much of entrepreneurship in the day and age of social media as an option presented entrepreneurship and social media as kind of inextricably intertwined and not an option as to one of the many ways that you could connect with potential clients, but really the way. Yes. The way, the only way, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And social media was how you connect with um, like IPEC classmates. This was, if somebody said they weren't on Facebook, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> that noise is so perfect <laughs> for it. What? yeah yeah so when did your social media uh experience or facebook and instagram experience start to really become centered around what you wanted to share with regard to your business i think it started right when i was right when i finished coaching school right before that Um, yeah, it was, I was sharing coaching business, like inspiring post triathlon stuff all at the same time. That's when I also, I had a few sponsors that I felt like, you know, I was inspired to shout out in the triathlon space and it was really fun. Mm -hmm. I loved social media and Instagram for so long was my playground and social media is also how I met so many amazing people and some of whom I still have yet to meet in person. It's how we met. It is how we met. We've already been told that's not, it wasn't necessary for us meeting. Right. Right. Spirit, spirits way craftier when it comes to people who need to be major parts of each other's lives. They just take the path like water. They take the path of least resistance. Yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't work. And when you're on social media all the time, <laughs> that's a pretty easy path. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point in time, do you remember it starting to become something that felt, I mean, I know you've already mentioned that you didn't feel out of alignment with it. Did it ever start to become something that kind of occupied an unnecessary amount of headspace or body space or time or? It did. There were a couple times I, when Insta stories started, 
Mm-hmm. I was initially adamantly opposed to them. I was like, no, I am not going to be like sharing my entire life all the time. I don't want to be attached to my phone. And then I remember, I don't remember when I actually decided to finally do that, like to join the Insta story thing. But once I was on Insta stories, it happened. In other words, I started thinking about everything in terms of I should have my phone. I should share this mm-hmm. on Insta stories. I should share this on Insta stories. And that was exhausting. So that mm-hmm. as a result of that, I stopped bringing my phone places because I was like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that was after our camper adventure, because when we were in the camper, I did inconspicuous awesomeness every day and shared a photo from wherever we were. Mm-hmm. And that was a really fun project. And I did that for like two years before we were in the camper as well. Mm. That was like, that was a, that was total play. Mm-hmm. With people, con- remember people constantly asking me, are you going to blog about this? And I was like, I'm sharing everything on social media. That's my blog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's two things that are coming up for me and I'm going to have to say them out loud, hoping that my head gets them and then we can loop back to them. One of them is around content creation in that and creativity in general. Um, and so to your whole point, people saying like, is this going to become a blog? And you're like, social media is my blog. But the thing is, is we don't own what's on Facebook and Instagram. We don't have control over where it goes outside of us. We, I'm sure you've heard of plenty of situations where something amazing has gone viral and the person who created it is lost in the mix or it gets distorted or whatever right along the way. And it also means that it's not, it's not anywhere that it's yours. Like it's at the um, detriment of, of content creation in your own space. And so like, for example, right now you and I have decided, I love using the bakery analogy. Hey, things like human design and theta healing are things that are much better experienced than talked about. Um, But if you walked into a bakery, you can smell, which is amazing. Oftentimes they'll have a cookie or a croissant or whatever cut up so you can actually taste a little bit. And then presumably you buy, you know, some quantity larger than the tiny little bite that you got for free. And, and it makes the whole thing work. Right. And so we've started this YouTube channel called inspiration station with Kelsey and Tina, where we're giving people bite-sized pieces of different components. And it feels like because those videos are ours, like, they're, they live on my computer. Yes, I've uploaded them to YouTube, but you also are putting them on your website. I'm putting them on my website. Like We're actually making things that can have a life other than just like pouring something into like a Facebook post or a Facebook live or whatever. And then that's the only place that it is. And you have to rely on their algorithm and their pay to play and all that kind of stuff in order for anyone to get to experience it. You know, and I, I have a whole new understanding of that now than I did three, we'll just say three years ago. Um, and I have no idea if that's, if that's accurate. <laughs> it could have been Mark. I'm making that up. Um, but I just, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. And if I even had this attitude that if people, I was sharing so much on social media, if someone would then reach out to me and be like, how are you? Like, I haven't talked to you for a while. Like, how was this trip or how was this race? And I'd be like, I just shared everything. Here's the post. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, go, oh, I, I already poured my heart out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to repeat it. And I'm so sorry <laughs> about mm-hmm. that. I feel completely differently now. But at the time, I just felt like, Social media, it feels fun for me to share on social media. So that's how I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to care about what I own and don't own. I'm not going to live in like, like email didn't feel fun at all to me. YouTube wasn't even 
on my radar. Mm -hmm. Social media was how I knew to share. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to the second thing, which thank God I actually remembered, (laughs) which is there there feels to me like a component of, hey, you're a four six, which is your human design profile. People don't know. Um, They can go to your webpage now, by the way, and click on a little thing that says start here and you could get your chart for free and connect with Kelsey. So anyway, do all those things. Yeah, do it. Go to the, go to KelseyAbbott.com and it'll say new to human design. Click here. Yeah. It's really awesome. So you're four, six, which means you thrive in connection. And so it's logical and understandable that you would be, Hey, this is the way that I connect, but there's actually like a big machine between you actually getting the two-sided connection. And sometimes it works. I mean, that's the whole reason why people are on it in the first place, right? Someone can comment back. You can comment back. Sometimes you connect with people or reconnect with people. You could go directly onto Messenger. I'm not, I'm not saying that wholesale, but at the same time, it's almost like you're putting all your connection, energy, and feelers out into that space. And so the universe almost probably seems that we're like satisfied. Yes. Yes. It's like, yeah, as a four, six, I love, I just love humans and I just want to connect with everybody. And so social media totally fed that for me. I loved it. And like when we were in the camper, when all of a sudden we were not around anyone else we knew and sometimes not around anyone else, like Pete and I would want to connect with people outside of just the two of us sometimes. And that's where social media would come in really handy. And yeah, now I, now I can see now again, that now that I'm aligned now I'm like, Oh, that wasn't, that was candy. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I thought it was nourishing. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And by know any better, I, I mean, feel any better. Like I did my body, my body felt good with what I was doing. My energy felt good with what I was doing. And maybe it was a line for you at the time. I think it was. I think that it sudden, was what I needed. Yeah. And then December came. Yeah. In December, I was like, internet vacation starts right now. Actually, mm-hmm. wait, that makes it sound like it was pre-planned and rigid and all of those things. And it wasn't at all. It was just a, eh, I don't want to go online. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't want to check email. I don't want to go on Facebook. I don't want to go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I, I would swoop in to my email like every few days just mm-hmm. to make sure there was nothing urgent. Mm-hmm. But otherwise I was, I was out of there. Mm-hmm. And I had no, again, like no end date, but I think it lasted two weeks and I didn't want to come back. Reentry was hard mm-hmm. because I learned so much mm-hmm. from my time away. Mm-hmm. I learned how, even if you don't feel you're addicted to social media, we are still social media exposes us to constant newness. Mm. And so we start, it like rewires our brain Mm -hmm. and we just start seeking newness all the time. Like we get bored faster Mm -hmm. because of the fact that social media is always giving us something new. And so in that time away in December, I found that I didn't get bored. Like I spent some quality time staring at the ceiling, which is one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> and I'm totally serious. It makes me really happy. <laughs> um, I noticed that I was much better at waiting. I could just like sit and be and wait. And I, I, I'm not a big, I, I don't like have this desperate need to constantly be accomplishing things or doing things. Mm-hmm. And yet there are times that I'd be like, Oh, I've got five minutes to wait. Okay. I'll go run and do this in the five minute period. Mm-hmm. And during that internet vacation, I would be like, I've got five minutes to wait. I'm just going to wait right here. Mm-hmm. Like there's no phone. There's no, I'm just 
I'm just gonna be right here. It's life becoming a meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And before this, I had been super intentional with my social media use. Mm-hmm. I had been like, okay, I'm not going to go. Again, the rules were not rigid at all. But I never went on my phone before like 11 a.m. I would be off by, you know, an hour before bed or something like that. I had boundaries. I would be like, I'm only going to go on and I'm going to post and then I can be on for like five more minutes after that or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I would constantly check myself. Do I want to be doing this and ask myself, is this a sacral? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I would find myself trying to work around the sacral. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is a, what? It's just like, that's not the way it works. Like if my body isn't giving it a holy hell yes, if I'm not feeling it in every soul, every cell of my soul, then it's not a holy hell yes. But I'd be like, oh, I think it's a, mostly a yes. And then I'd be like, I'm blatantly lying to myself. I'm not feeling this as a yes. <laughs> only um, funny because we all do it. Yeah. Because this is 2020. This is the world we live in where we, well, we are disconnected from our sacral yeses, I think. Hmm. I also like something you talked about regarding variety because maybe we will always have, this is just, this is just a theory playing, playing in a sandbox. Maybe we will always have a bent towards propensity for boredom maybe that's part of the birthplace of our creativity, this like cosmic openness that we, first of all, we cannot, we don't have to label it as being bored, right? We can just label it as openness, but I think that that is a societal thing. And then like, what are the other things then if you're not filling that blank space? So one option clearly is to just breathe and stare at the ceiling. For me, it might be staring at the squirrels playing in the tree outside is one of my favorite things to do. Um, so there's, there's just being, and then there's also creating and there's like a litany of other things that could be created in that space. Yeah. This is what I discovered. Well, I amplified about a month ago, I realized there are so many quiet things like, okay, I don't want to look at my phone now. So I'll read a book instead. That's Mm. easy. I don't want to hold this one thing in my hand. I want to hold something else in my hand. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, holding something in your hand and reading. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it was like, I want to move my body Mm -hmm. or I want to make something. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that thing I'm making to be making a post or making a group or making a Facebook live. Uh, I always loved cooking. Mm-hmm. So it became like, wait, what do I want to make? Do I, do I want to bake right now? It became, wait a second, I really want to move my body. How can I move my body? And actually spirit woke me up one night and was like, juggling. You need to juggle. <laughs> so I was, I ordered myself some juggling balls at like 6 a.m., which is, I'm like never on the computer. I just that really early. wanted to say I ordered some balls. I ordered balls <laughs> early in the morning. And thanks to the magic of the internet, they came the next day and I'm so excited. Um, and I now totally love juggling. I love learning juggling. I love that I have zero expectations, no timeline, no, no one cares how my juggling is going. I just love it. It's just a way for me. It's what, like, hmm, what do I want to do right now? I want to juggle. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think this space, the space that has opened for me, not being on social media, is an opportunity to be like, what do I really want to do? Mm-hmm. And then it feels like another layer beneath that. No, what do I really, really, really want to do? Mm-hmm. If I'm here to be sparkly AF, and mm-hmm. to follow the joy. Where's the joy? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. You're a joy hunter. I am a joy hunter. 
But not a violent joy hunter. No, you're a joy forager. Yes, it sounds much better. <laughs> and sometimes there's joy on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Always. What does retirement mean to you? Retirement's a funny word because when I left my job in DC, when I was offered a big promotion, I said no and I quit. I use the word I quit. I was 27. I quit. And I was like, it felt like a very empowered, I quit. I quit my job and I was really excited about it. And I moved on to something else. And then one of my friends, like five years ago, who's younger than me, was like, oh yeah, I retired from my corporate job. And I was hmm. like, what does that mean? And he was like, it feels so much more empowered than quit. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. interesting. It doesn't to me. Mm-hmm. Like retirement, I don't know what it meant to me. Mm-hmm. Well, actually I do because Pete wrote an article years ago about retirement and retirement basically means doing what you want to do when you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I learned that I was already retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then with you talking to Makai about his retirement, mm. that brought the word re- retirement back into focus for me. And it just felt like the empowered closing of, of a meaningful chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what, yeah, that's what it means to me. It doesn't mean It does not mean never, ever, ever again. Mm -hmm. When I was like 10, I told my mom I was never going to wear a bikini. And then like the next year or two years after that, I bought a bikini and I wore it. And I, she's still to this day, like I train in a bikini. I wear bikinis all the time. She'll be like, remember when you said you were never going to wear a bikini? So I'm a little bit scarred by that one time Mm. saying I was never going to do something or that I retired from something or quit something. So I don't know if I'm ever going to social media, back to social media. Can we pause for a second and send 10-year-old Kelsey so much love and 100% of her choice back and the fact that she gets to say whatever the fuck she wants to say and she gets to change her mind as many times as she wants to change her mind. Thank you. Mm -hmm. She's receiving that. And for all anyone who's listening who relates in any way... You have your choice and you get to change your goddamn mind Mm -hmm. or when the harder thing is and the soul craving thing is to stay with it. You get to do that too. Yeah. And for MGs in particular, because we change our minds a lot, it's okay. That's Mm -hmm. actually how we are designed. Mm -hmm. We're not flighty. We're not Mm noncommittal. We don't need any labels slapped on us. Mm -mm. We're perfect. We're bouncy. Bouncy. <laughs> I love that. So I'd love to jump back to, to choice around social media because, and I hope people have already gathered this by what you're saying, but like you are not, so I quit does tend to kind of be in response to something. It kind of is a boundary. Mm-hmm. I am not taking my time and putting it here anymore right? Um, So that might be where some of that more, um, you know, sandpapery energy feels in it, but it's necessary sometimes. These are all tools. And, but we don't, we don't see anything wrong with people wanting to engage in Facebook or Instagram or any of the... (laughs) Any of the list of social media things that I can't list. (laughs) Any of the things. Um, so what are some things that you would want to give people like a heads up if they're doing some self exploration around where on the social media Kinsey scale (laughs) they happen to want to land? First of all, generators and MGs listen to your sacral response and don't lie about it. (laughs) It's just for you. We are here to do what lights us up. Mm -hmm. And that means 
everything that you do in your life is supposed to light you up. All the, the stuff that doesn't light you up is, is a no. So it's that simple. I think being really conscious about it, I think about it, that was a lazy sentence, being really conscious about where we're putting our energy and what kind of energy and how it feels to be in this play space. And I, I also challenge people to just ask yourself when you are on social media, is this what I want to be doing right now? Mm-hmm. What else would I want to be doing? And a lot of us unknowingly, social media becomes a crutch. It's, I don't know what to do. And that's not a conscious decision most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's a, like your hand picks up your phone and all of a sudden it's like you wake up and you're, you're scrolling mm-hmm. or it something becomes uncomfortable. And so you pick up your phone and start scrolling. Mm-hmm. It's just what we do. People are scroll while they're having conversations with other people. I, one of the things I'd ask you to ask yourself is how engaged are you when you're on mm-hmm. social media? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the energy you're bringing to it? What is the energy you're taking from it? Does it feel good to you? And I give everyone permission because I have heard some people say like, it's okay to take a couple days off. You don't have to be on social media like every single day. And I just want to say to those people, to everybody, it's okay to take every day off. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you're not responsible for what's happening on social media. Mm-hmm. I think this is where we get into FOMO. Mm. So Tina said something brilliant to me last night. Well, it wasn't me. It was spirit giving me a nudge of a question to ask. Yes. But thank you. (laughs) I give you credit. (gasps) Do you want to repeat what you said? I think it was just that, right? I just asked you if there was, I said, I know this isn't conscious in terms of like, I know that Kelsey wasn't seeking something in social media because she felt like she was lacking something in her life. Um, but the other thing that kind of stuck with me and I, I have an interesting relationship with the Enneagram because, um, a lot of what's taught around the Enneagram and personal evolution regarding the Enneagram tends to be focused on kind of what your, what Jungian psychology would call your shadow side or what your fears are. And so like, I love human design because it's so expansive. I'd rather align to my soul design in that capacity. And obviously it's so specific. However, Kelsey and I are both sevens on the Enneagram, which I don't know. It just means we're a whole fuck ton of fun. I think (laughs) it means that we are here for joy. And the shadow side of that or the fear-based side of that or whatever has been said that we can suffer from FOMO. And so it wasn't like a conscious thought, but it was like all those energies just kind of landed in me at once. And it was like, I wonder if there was some amount of FOMO related to her desire to be on before. So I just asked the question and you responded, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, I believe it's gate 36 in human design, which I have, which I think of as the therapist gate. It's I heal myself so I can help other people heal. Some people say that there's FOMO in that gate. And FOMO just hasn't ever really resonated with me. Hmm. I think of, when I think of FOMO, I think of like wanting to go to all the parties, saying yes to all these events, and that's not me. So it's, it's like, FOMO feels almost perfect, but not quite. I am in this Shel Silverstein mode lately. That is part of a Shel Silverstein poem, and I don't know the rest of it. Um, <laughs> but it feels like crown pressure. I have an open crown. 
people with open crowns, we're not here for mental pressure. And the shoulds, the shoulds of posting on social media, the shoulds of engaging on social media, the shoulds on um, pl- playing on social media, just like being a presence on social media, those were really, really heavy for me. Mm. So that's one part. There, I mean, there are so many, and I'm just figuring this out. So you guys are all hearing the process right now. Mm-hmm. I had... An, I had 15 months of, well, it was more than that, but I had a really tough 2015 mm-hmm. where I had a tibial stress fracture, a metatarsal stress fracture, and then pneumonia. And pneumonia was, I had pneumonia for eight weeks. And I remember- And then? And then the hormonal fuckery and then gut rebuilding. Okay, there you go. Yes. So it extended longer than 15 months, but 15 months was the stress fracture one to end of pneumonia. Okay. Um, what I remember, if the strongest feeling I had during pneumonia was loneliness. Mm-hmm. So how does loneliness relate to FOMO? Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. I was seeing everyone else racing or, or mm-hmm. playing, doing summer things. It was summer in Maine, which is not a very long period of time. And I just wanted to play but I was so tired Mm -hmm. that I couldn't really play. And that made me really sad. Yeah. And I think the question you actually asked me was, did going off social media, did retiring from social media allow you to heal your FOMO? Yeah. And I think it is closing the pneumonia lesson. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is... It's also not lost on me that COVID is very similar to pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with the lungs, which are what grief. Yeah. I just got chills when you said that. Um, Good thing so. I'm wearing a blanket in this hot summer day. <laughs> <laughs> Always prepared. Yeah, I got teary when you said that too. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only person who relates to that. So on like every level. Um the use of social media. So I'll admit to, and these are, these are very conscious. I don't know why I haven't tried to heal them yet other than maybe um, they're so minimal that they don't feel like they're taking much energy. But um, at the same time, like anything that's not your energy is, you know, because when we're in our own energy alignment, our energy is like exponential of itself. Yeah, we, I want to talk more about that. There's so little and so right. small that right. they're not taking that much energy. And that's what, that social media, for me, the way I was using it was so minimal. Like it was right. so, it's, it's not this aspect was so minimal that it was like, it's not a problem. I can be on social media. I'm like, I don't have a problem. Yeah. And, and it's, in discovering the healing, the love, the expansiveness that is on the other side mm. of, of healing that teeny tiny thing. Mm. How can healing something that's so little be so big? Mm. Well, shit. <laughs> I feel like I was just walked into an intervention. You do not have to ditch TikTok, Tina. No, 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 no. <laughs> TikTok is coming with me. TikTok is everything. But I, do, I can tell you that sometimes I wake up in the morning and I live alone. And I know that my human and my soul chose in this lifetime to live alone for some period of time because there was a lot for me to learn from it. And that has been gloriously expansive. And there's some mornings where I wake up and I kind of feel like things aren't quite right or I'm not quite right. I guess it's more things aren't quite right. It's like this external energy, but that leads to kind of like a shakiness inside of me. And the 
response can be to grab the phone and like do a quick, I mean, I'm telling you it's in and out. Like it could be 30 seconds or a minute, but it's like a quick check on Instagram and Facebook and Oh, yep. Still nothing going on there. And it is FOMO. Faux sheezy. 150%. So we have a fork in the road here. We could say, Tina will get off and deal with this later, or... I might as well channel and see what creator has to say about it, right? Yeah. You might as well just get rid of it right now. We before you do that, I do want to <laughs> breaks. I want to say something about our human designs. We both have our bottom left arrow points to the right, which means for us, we flow with the most energy. We have this ability to just say, I want to get off social media and then just do it. Hmm. People who have that arrow, this is the bottom left arrow pointing to the left, they will do better if they lock their phone up Mm. or hide it from themselves. Or have like a rule around it or something. Yeah. Or remove the apps from their phone, which I haven't done. I still have the apps on my phone. I just don't use them. I don't touch them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah. Okay. Now let's know your design. If you're going to, if you're going to take a, if you're going to yes. take a step in this direction, know your design so that you can do it with the most flow and ease for how your yes. own energy. And please don't beat yourself up about not being able to do it a certain way that's probably not in line with your design. Yeah. Yeah. And again, this isn't like, this isn't for everyone and it's not about everything. And part of what we wanted to do as a part of this conversation, I swear I'm not delaying. Um, no, I... <laughs> I only say that because a lot of times when I'm about to heal something, it's like, destruction, destruction. Um, Part of what we kept saying to each other around entrepreneurship and Facebook and Instagram was not this. We just don't feel drawn to to be doing it in that way or investing in that way or whatnot. Spirit, show us what else is possible and so we've been investing in seo um and i say we because we work separately and together and separately (laughs) we tend we tend to find things and it tends to be a holy hell yes for us at the same time but we're doing our thing but we're sometimes doing stuff together and and it's perfect and we've been um, starting to create on YouTube. We each have podcasts. We are working with somebody in PR to learn about how can we get on more podcasts and share what we do even more broadly. Because at the end of the day, both of our interactions with social media have been with the intention of it being an invitation. And that's why you are still on my radar I can say completely honestly that there were hundreds of coaches after I went through IPEC certification who ended up connected with me on Facebook. And a large majority of those, I clicked whatever you click that's not defriending, but it's stop seeing stuff from these people because there was so much hustle. There was so much, you need what I have. There was so much desperation in the energy behind what they were posting. There was so much intensity. And Kelsey, and I'm not just saying this because (laughs) here we are right now, here we are right now because that was never your interaction. You were always posting to help people get in alignment, stay positive, find the joy, find their awesome. Uh, you know, I'm pulling out your taglines, but that was the theme of every, everything you were posting. And I remember when you started offering the human design readings, that is how I found you and how we connected and how I started coaching with you and yada, yada, that's all. Um, 
you were in Maine. Like I remembered, oh yeah, you're in this, the Northern part of the country. And, and, you know, I remember there was some connection to Canada. Like you had stayed in my consciousness because what you were posting was super aligned and I'll say aligned to me, but also aligned to your own energy because what Mm -hmm. I reacted to most on social media in a negative way and a not this kind of way was the dissonance between who the person truly was, the energy that I could feel from their soul, even if I didn't know them and what they were trying to say on social media. And when they were going out there with their pomp and circumstance or bells and whistles or look at me this or all this. And I was like, Oh God, like if you're going to be a coach, like not that energy, please, 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 please. And obviously that was part of their journey. Um, it's no judgment. I just, it, it was so not for me. And so once again, getting back to whatever it is that you're looking at when it comes to making your interaction with the digital world more conscious, it's again, it's alignment, alignment, alignment. And maybe your alignment brings you to a retirement like Kelsey. Maybe your alignment brings you to TikTok. Come join me, Tina Marie Vessel of Love. (laughs) And I have heard other business owners say, I have, I have an online business, so I have to be on social media. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, nope. Mm-hmm. Because I will share here that my first month off social media was like my best month in business ever. Mm-hmm. The universe was like, here, abundance, mm-hmm. this, you're, you're going the right way. You took the right exit. Mm-hmm. You got one of those coin boxes on Super Mario that you just keep hitting with the head and it keeps going. It's (laughs) not just one coin box. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tune in and see what creator has to say. (laughs) There's kind of an energy of like, hi, Tina, we've been waiting for you. (laughs) And the acknowledgement that this is the perfect time to do this because there's a lot in the collective that this heals as well. And so if you're listening and you relate to however this ends up going, um, just know that this healing is for you too. All you have to do is say yes. And I'll probably give some downloads at the end of it because I'll probably be downloading myself anyway. Mm. Wow. It's actually showing me attachment from birth and the separation that naturally transpires. Oh, wow. This is making me emotional, but that inevitably transpires when each and every one of us drops out of the womb. And that there to differing degrees can and almost always is a wound that asks for healing in that process of becoming a separate human. This is a big journey that we all come on. The desire for connection is primal or primary. It's why we come here to experience ourselves separately so that we can choose oneness and choose togetherness and choose connection over and over and over and over again. And there's a brilliant opportunity for connection on social media. And also if it stays there, it's left to fall short. The analogy that's coming up is sex. Um, If you have sex with somebody who is not your partner or not going to, it doesn't evolve into a connected partnership, like just for ease of use, we'll just say one night stand. Um, That is inevitably unfulfilling. It might fulfill a very temporary need or craving, like Kelsey was referring to it earlier as candy, Um, it being social media, not sex, but I'm sure she'd be (laughs) fine with the (laughs) 
Um, but what's really nourishing to our souls, to our spirits, to all of us, um, all parts of us is to have, you know, a deeply bonded, connected relationship that then of course includes sex, but it also includes so many other elements of trust and deepening bond and you know, reliability and being seen and seeing others and growing and all those beautiful things. So that makes a ton of sense that social media is like, it's one of many doorways. There are a lot of people who've reconnected. I'm sure there are so many people who've found love or lost love or um, reunited with a best friend or even a family member. I mean, there are so many really beautiful ways in which connections possible but would you want to leave it there no of course not you'd want it to evolve into the real humanness and before I close out with some downloads you know this is me now talking um the other thing that I wanted to bring up was the lens um I think a lot of people who've done online business via social media can end up inadvertently with a lens of life through social media. And I think that's what you were pointing to when you were talking about stories. Here I am on my morning walk at Spanish Point. Normally this is a glorious exchange between me and Pete and Mackay. We get to see the water, we get to see whatever. And now everything is going through the filter. Should I add this to my stories? Should yeah. I add this to my stories? And I suppose it's possible to not have that lens or filter on and be posting a lot of quote unquote content on social media, but um, that would take a really super intentional, super boundary, particular kind of interaction with it. And chances are, if you're on and off and on and off and on and off throughout the day, you can't help but thinking through that lens continually. And I feel like one of the biggest gifts that you've received from all this experimentation and learning this year is that lens, that filter being completely gone and it's completely focused in your real life. Yeah. Like what is solid? What is, what is here? What is true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from creator, what we're going to do is if you would like a healing from that moment of separation, just say yes to yourself and creator will send in the unconditional love and the knowing that this is what you chose as a soul, but that that doesn't mean that you have to go this alone, that you get to live this life in super connected relationships. And if you would like even more connection in your current relationships or even more potential for super connected soul level relationships to enter your life just say yes the last thing creator has to say is social media is a door not a house <laughs> what does that mean like something you could walk through to get to other things, but it's not somewhere to go live. Mm. I had an epiphany during while you were channeling mm. that my 659 channel, which is the channel of connection mm -hmm. and intimacy, yeah, it allows me to intertwine energy with somebody else in a really powerful way. So we become like a rope reaching up towards the light instead of two separate strings that I was trying to engage mm -hmm. that through social media. And I, I was, but mm -hmm. it was like, it was a really flimsy rope. Mm -hmm. And by going off social media, that rope, when I create it with somebody, like that's a sturdy rope that I would climb up, mm -hmm. that I would trust, that I would swing over a river. Mm -hmm. So what are all of the ways that people are now connecting with you who may have in the past been fed by simply the connection of your posts and then 
moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I get random texts now from people, texts. And like I said, I'm still on Facebook Messenger. So just a random message. Hey, how are you? That's, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. connection. Mm -hmm. I'm Zooming with people, Voxing, well, really just with you. (laughs) Um, There's, I want to say there's no half-ass connection. Mm. Every connection feels completely, whether it literally is or not, it feels like eye contact is being made. Mm. Mm-hmm. Every connection feels like deep connection. And, and that's are- what I'm here for as a 4-6. I don't, yeah. Well, if you aren't already aware of this, go back and listen to the episode I did about supporting each other based on our profiles. Four sixes, we don't do superficial talk very well. We're really awkward. Mm-hmm. So we're here for the deep stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like it cleared out all the all the superficial shit. Mm-hmm. The windows are so clean now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, because you never realize how dirty your windows are until you clean them. Oh my God, right? and how are people connecting um for your your i'll call it uh work for lack of better (laughs) term your services your offerings your invitations oh people are surprising me every single day Mm -hmm. and yeah we're playing human design we're doing play dates where i'm helping people learn how to read charts we're doing one-on-one readings, partner readings. We're doing our partnership where people get a reading with me and then a theta healing from you. Like, it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Everything is so fun. And then you and I are sharing through Inspiration Station with Kelsey and Tina. And that's a blast. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. my business right now is so fun. Mm. And I remember probably even a year ago being really jealous of people who were like, I just want to work on my business. And I was like, mm, that's cool. <laughs> that noise. I want to go ride my bike. <laughs> and now I'm like, I want to ride my bike and I want to play business. Business mm-hmm. feels so fun. Mm-hmm. It absolutely lights me up. I love it. What's on the other side for you? Mm. Knowing that, uh, that I'm always connected, no matter where I am or what I feel in the moment. I mean, so I've been through this really interesting adventure and I'd say it's gotten much more heightened during Corona of my sleeping hours aren't always necessarily that restful in that I don't, I mean, I don't know what's the opposite of rest. I don't even know. So it's not like they're, it's not like I'm not getting good rest, but um, there's a lot spirits at work with me a lot when I sleep. And so when I wake up, um, sometimes I have like a very specific assignment to do of what next energies need to be healed. Um, Those are actually my favorite days because I feel like I wake up with a purpose. I already know how I'm starting the day off. Like, okay, spirit, give me homework overnight. Um, And then, but then there's other days where there's like, that didn't happen, or maybe even my dreams were like a little disconcerting or something. And I wake up and I, I feel a little bit like I'm floating out in space. And this moment is that commitment to myself to just explore what happens when I just breathe and remind myself that I'm grounded and I'm here. And, you know, if, if that's my meditation practice, great. If it's laying in 
watching a squirrel great, but not picking up my phone and looking to Instagram to make me okay. Mm. That feels so healing, that statement. Mm-hmm. Not looking at Instagram to make me feel okay. Mm-hmm. And I invite everyone listening, just pause for a second. Just sit with that. What would it feel like to not look at Instagram, not look at Facebook to make you feel okay? Mm-hmm. What would it feel like to heal yourself? Mm-hmm. Because we are all capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure what the fuck we're talking about, and I don't even mean about social media, but I mean about like healing yourself, coming into alignment, like that, that is where human design and theta healing are like just everything to me. Mm-hmm. And we want to share this stuff. We want to scream this stuff from the rooftops not because there's some need for us to tell people what they need, but rather because it's changed our lives so much that we just want to share. And we love nothing more than getting to work with new people who heard us on a podcast and are like, oh yeah, I'm going to do a session with you guys. How'd you find, how'd you hear about us? I was listening to it on a podcast. Like, how freaking cool is that? I love that so much. Somebody listening right now could be the next person that we're face-to-face on Zoom with, deeply connecting, talking about the things that their soul chose to be most important in this life. What? (laughs) What? We all get to participate in this? Seriously? (laughs) And this is the life I want to be living, the life that constantly has me be like, wait, really? I get to do this? Miracles. Miracles. Show me miracles. That's, I feel like, I feel like sharing this with the world that for the last, hmm, I don't know, time again, why am I trying to make this up? Let's say month. The first thing I say to myself in the morning is I tell myself the date because that doesn't really compute for me. So I'll be like, today is whatever. And may my day be filled with ease and joy and flow and miracles. Mm. And it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And so far there's been a rainbow pretty much every day. You caused me to have to look at the date because <laughs> I couldn't help myself. That's why I wear a watch because it tells me the date, but doesn't <laughs> tell me the month. So I don't know. So can you outsource that first thing that telling yourself of the date? Can you outsource that to your watch? Yeah. I don't, it doesn't cause me pain though. I know. But it what more, if it's makes even, me giggle. Even more alignment to start with the miracles first. Mm. But the date also gets me ready to open my <laughs> advent calendar, which is also my favorite thing. This is true. Mornings are just amazing around here. This is true. This is true. Because I have to know the number for the door I'm opening. This is true. (laughs) And your advent calendars are not just some half-assed chocolate at Christmas time. No. No. I have the... My favorite gift in the whole wide world is Pete's been making me an advent calendar for every month of 2020. And I love it so much. Mm. Is there anything else we need to cover in this conversation? I feel complete. What about you? I feel complete too. Mm. Thank you so much for playing with me. My gosh, thank you. This was this was glorious. And I I hope I hope the nuanced long form, as we'll say, conversation around this really does help whomever's listening to take the opportunity to take the energy, the charge out of right and wrong, out of polarity around social media and take their own power back to love. I'm like, what? Just what is the absolute most loving way for me to interact with this? And all the other humans who are on the other side of this. 
And what's the most loving way for me to interact with me? Yeah. Because the, this whole year is an invitation to sovereignty, an invitation mm. to take back our power mm. in the most loving, conscious way possible. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Boom. So I guess Tina's retired from social media now too. That was unplanned. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. If you've got a sec, please head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star rating and a review for the Find Your Awesome podcast. And if you want to hear more from Tina and me, come find us on YouTube at Inspiration Station with Kelsey and Tina. If you want to work with one of us, head over to our websites. Tina's website is tinamarieolson.com. Mine is kelseyabbott.com. You can find out how you can work with us separately and together, which is the way we like to work. And also, please check out Tina's podcast, Not This. That's it. Go forth and be awesome, my wild, magical beings. Thank you.